Hello, everyone. This is the Comic Vine Podcast for the week of June 8th, 2012. I'm Sarah. I'm here with Tony Guerrero. Corey is here with us as well. Welcome back. And I'm sure you are all waiting to have all of your questions answered by James Robinson, the writer of Earth 2. Hello, everybody. It's lovely to be here again. Is it lovely, James? It's always lovely to see both you, Tony, and the exquisite Corey in this this small um, but, but intimate area small nice. intimate where you can't leave <laughs> you can't leave. you can yes. never leave they don't know this anybody back listening but when i'm not doing these podcasts they have me like the gimp in um, pulp fiction chained <laughs> up under the table but it was your choice to wear that outfit it, it was it was my choice <laughs> oh god how's that a robot coffee treat yeah um it's not too bad actually yeah see Awesome. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with it. Some other people have a problem with it. Well, so I am a coffee connoisseur. Yes. So. No, I mean, there's obviously better coffee, but when you, you're racing to get to where you are, it's better than nothing. Than nothing. And it's on and, tap. And the price is right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Mornings on CBS. So, <laughs> so what should we start with? Um, should we just jump into the questions? I think that's no, probably... No, let's not. Let's start with Sarah's review. Oh, God. Okay. Because it's four stars. Again. And people might think that I'm this mad egotist that demands five stars, <laughs> and I and I don't. Uh-huh. I I but what I do demand is 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 a fair play, justice. Oh, Mr. Terrific. And your review wasn't fair, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I I assume that you lose stars for the bad. You know, you you do the good part of the review and the bad part. Uh huh. The bad part, which you very thoughtfully uh, blacked out, so it wasn't a spoiler, mm-hmm. is all based on supposition of what will happen in issue three. It is speculation, isn't it? So you didn't you demerited me for something that may or may not happen in issue three. You didn't yeah. you didn't judge it on issue two. And I believe that is why it's unfair and that's why you should give me five stars. I think it does make sense no, what you're does, saying. Oh, no. it does make sense what I'm saying. Yes, yes. I am agreeing with you and I knew that this was going to be an issue. And for those of you who don't know, um, there's something that happens at the end of the book that will leave you wondering whether or not well, I think we should just say else would- I mean I don't know if the questions are going to come up. I don't know if we should just. Do you want to say it? Well, let's Spoiler let's wait and see what the questions podcast. are because you did such, such a, you you are the queen of spoiler spoiling things because you're always spoiling things. And this time you thought ahead and you didn't spoil anything. <laughs> so let's just keep it like that unless we have to we have to undo that. Well, spoiler. okay. Sarah's the queen of spoilers well, and something. Oh, we don't have to get into it, Tony. Um. So so the, I think in in my defense, um. I brought up an issue that I think comic writers deal with pretty frequently, which is the introduction and the, the very immediate demise of characters that serve that that whose only uh, purpose is to serve serve the plot, right? I, to push the plot. I, that, I agree with you. That and, is something, and that-, that is something that. You know, I think that you have to tread very lightly. Uh, okay, that's you know. fair enough. And that's something that when you review issue three and give it one star, I will completely – if indeed what you say happens. But if it does and you decide to give it one star, completely fair. I'm not even going to argue. Okay. But I think this one, if, if, you, if I lost that star for something that hasn't happened yet, you should reinstate it. I really believe that. I think – you know what? You have a deal. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
So let's move on now. Awesome. I just want to say um, DC Universe pre- or DC whatever presents, DC uh-huh. Comics presents. Savage. That was, I loved it. Thank you very much. That was, that was great. And, and, and you have advanced copies today of uh, Shade, Shade 9. With- I <gasps> left them downstairs. <sighs> I had to bring all this other stuff. That's fine. That's fine. Well, we weren't going to talk about it anyway, but it has beautiful – I just wanted to see the Fraser Irving artwork because it's so gorgeous. Mm. You know, I used to really not like Fraser Irving. When and you, now? When, when did you not like him? Uh, um, when he did that Archaea book. Yeah. Uh, 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 Days Missing. Yeah. Oh, just, okay. And, and a little in um, and Batman um, – what about um, yeah. what about um, um, what was it called? Zombie? No, I was going to say Devil Boy. You know, Seven Souls of Victory. Seven Soldiers. That was yeah, amazing. but he, he did uh, Clarion. Clarion the Witch Boy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was yeah, one of my favorite uh, artist artistically. That was one of my favorite bits of that story. I think it depends. Uh, Fraser Irving's style is so unique that it it really it really depends on the story. I think that he was the wrong artist for Batman, though. But his zombie was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no, I uh, agree. And I think you'll really like what he does with the shade. Yeah. Well, Zombie was amazing. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, oh. Zombie with an X. <laughs> Tony, let's move into questions because we okay. don't have a lot of time. All right, so i got lots of emails. Gird Thanks for voice. sending your, your questions, guys, Yes, thank well. you. It's- I appreciate all the, all the interest and mainly positive um Mainly positivity. Uh, there's a little bit of, of not so positive, but even that, when it's when it's uh, put forward in a polite and reasoned manner, I even appreciate that. Okay. So this first one comes from Zach Kastner. Hello, Zach. Um, hey guys, and I, I haven't pre pre read. No, well that's, so that's I'm, good. I'm just and so <laughs> hopefully everyone's grammar is going to be be adequate. So. That's wishful thinking. Yeah. Because okay, here we go. Hey guys, always glad to listen to podcasts. They and they are even better with the fantastic Mr. James Robinson on. Hey, I agree. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now, James, after reading the interview, I'm really glad you put to rest all of the rabble about around Alan. He has been one of my favorites since I read Kingdom Come about around eight years ago, and having him be not just a shining knight for Earth Two but an upstanding moral compass for the readers and now LGBT readers who want someone closer to latch onto is fantastic. Angry fanboys and naysayers will be who they are, and it seems the few bits of negativity always shouts over the vast positive responses that are out there. So I wanted to say keep it up. Thank you. Wow, well, that was really nice. Oh. That, that was very nice. Yeah, wasn't, it wasn't really a question. Sweet. It was more there, of a, more. a, a comment. There's more. Oh, there's okay. More. There's more. <laughs> My question is, okay. <laughs> because the first arc of Earth 2 is five issues, as you've mentioned, I'm guessing the team will be Jay Allen, Al Pratt, and Hawkwoman, who I think was Kendra, if memory serves. So if this is a primary lineup of the, quote-unquote, don't call us a Justice Society, Justice Society, are you planning on expanding it every few issues following the first arc? You mentioned... The Jade possibility, so I'm guessing you have the larger scope of at least the JSA in mind. Any hints on the size of the team? Will it scale over 10 people at some point or hone in on a number before that? Add a number before that. Okay, so what's the question? So firstly, just because I don't want the story I, – I, I came up with this amazing coda that will – so the surprise and delight people it, intro- it it introduces the next member of the justice society after the ones that Zach just listed um but in a way that will excite people i think and um because of that i didn't want to rush issue i didn't want to rush the storyline so it's actually going to be six issues now i'm just i'm amending that for on for on the record now it won't be five it will be six issues um because there's a lot has to happen yet and you're going to see 
heroism and sacrifice and lots of lots of stuff with these characters. I should point out that, and I don't want to say too much, but when you meet the Atom in issue four, he, when you see how he is and everything else, he isn't a part. He he won't be a part of the Justice Society for a while. So he, he's he's a part of he's he's a hero and he's a part of everything, but he's off kind of doing his own thing, and and it'll all make sense when you actually read the storyline. Uh, so yes, I will be. So it 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 is the team that he listed, and then in um in the next arc, I'm going to have a, have like one maybe two um single issues just so there's a a, a, a respite for for Nicola and for the the characters where we just get to know them a little bit better and we get into their private lives and what and and Earth Two and the world and everything else. The next arc will introduce um one character that I don't want to reveal yet. And then the other character, I think I did reveal it in a couple of interviews. So what what have you? Have you when, when we're doing all the interviews for Alan Scott, after a while you say the same thing over and over, and then you think, uh, what else can I say? And you say something. So um, it's not a big big deal because I already put the Easter egg in the double-page spread on issue two. Um, but obviously Wildcat will be one of the new members that will join in the second arc. So 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 he'll be one of them. So in terms of the team, what what's going to happen is that, like, there will be a core. There will be a core group, but t- team members will come and go as the storylines um, present themselves. In that way, I want to get as many characters in that, that people want to see new versions of, while at the same time not having this hodgepodge of too many characters. You know, and really the only person, actually, the two people when. Paul Levitz is really cooking. He can do it on the Legion. The only person that can really do like a team of 29 people and make it resonate, to my mind, and uh, uh, there's probably X-Men writers. I'm just not thinking of them. But Je- at DC, at least, uh, Jeff Johns can do that. Yeah, I, there, was, there was a lot when he was on. I cannot do that. And I think that shows when I did uh, the Justice League, the, the Dick Grayson Justice League, I think there was maybe two, two too many members and I should have kept it a little bit, a bit, a little bit tighter. It would have been a better book. So I've learned from my mistakes. So that's the plan. Uh, so is that answers the question, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Zach, th- thank you very much, and uh, please keep reading. And and if you anything you like or don't like, please let me know. Um, I have a question. I'm going to jump in. Yes. <laughs> so when um, Jay's, Tony Guerrero, go yeah. ahead. So <laughs> when Jay, you know, gets his powers and everything, he has his phone, and then when he gets zapped, he he drops the phone. Yeah. He never picked it up because then the police are there. So did they like? Uncover that his phone a, and they can track that down. That is a plot point. Thank you. You've actually caught a little plot point that I didn't know if anyone was going to catch. You did. Okay. That's how go. carefully you read. That's no, how that carefully. Was, that was absolutely deliberate. I I thought to myself, what do people do? Like the moment there's someone falls down the pavement, everyone pulls out their phones and starts filming it and whatnot and calling. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, of course, he, you know, he would go, oh my god, I got to get help, and he put go on his cell phone. And I was like, well, what happens after that? And then I thought, oh, what if because they're going to investigate the what scene? What if he drops? Of course they are. And what like, if he drops his cell phone? So that's all part of the second arc. All right, all right. Bravo, Thank bravo, Mister Minutia Studier. That's right. Very good. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The next one comes from, jeez, uh, um, Soul Soul Sun God. That's it. It's like all these like Soul the Sun God, Soul the Sun God. It's all these like one you know multiple names like all in. Yes. And one, one, one name. <laughs> yeah. One word. Yeah, one word names. Okay, so I, so I started reading Marvel and DC at the same time, but I've never read, been a regular DC reader because without fail, whenever I give DC titles a try, they erase the characters I've become attached mm-hmm. to yeah. in their next company-wide story. Example, half the, of the team Titans, Linda Danvers, Helena Bertinelli, Oracle, <sighs> Stephanie Brown, etc. I think Sandra Kane. <laughs> I think Earth – well, Sandra Kane's coming back. 
what they, they said last summer. Supposedly, Grant, I, she wasn't in issue one, but Grant said something, I guess. Um, I think Earth 2 looks extremely interesting, but I've resisted buying it because I don't want to read a title, get attached to the characters, only to have them erase in DC's next reboot. So my question is, why should I give Earth 2 or any of the new 52 books a chance when, since they are DC titles, a reboot is always on the horizon? Well, that's, I think that's a fair question. Well, and it says, P.S., I'm really not trolling you. There's a genuine question. No, I, no, I can't I, be the I, only reader who feels this way. I, I think that's a fair question. Um, I can't really answer that, honestly, because I'm not – the question really is something to be directed to someone that's slightly above me within the DC hierarchy. But I would say that there's, you know, it, there's a possibility that might happen, but I don't believe that at the moment that's the intention of DC. I think that they realized when they did this that this was the last time they could do something like this. Um, I know for a fact that, you know, Earth 2 is going to be around. It's not, you know, ho- hopefully I'll be writing it if the book is successful. Otherwise, you know, someone Tom DeFalco is going to be writing it or someone else, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure. But there's no plans to get rid of Earth 2. You know, that it, they've committed to this this direction. Um, having said that, you know, things can change. I, 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 I'm not an oracle. I don't have a crystal ball. I would just say that if you enjoy good stories – as much as I understand about committing to the characters, but if you can just commit to good storytelling, I mean, there are some great stories being told at the moment in the DC, you know, irrespective of what I'm doing, Scott Snyder's work, uh, Jeff Lemire, Jeff Johns, Grant, um, there's a, there, uh, um, what's his name? Suicide Squad is a, a re- always a, a, ple- mm-hmm. a great read. You know, there's, and, and there's other ones I don't want to, I'm sure I'm omitting ones I, I really enjoy. Uh, if you can just commit to the characters, you might find that it's enough you know, and, and you can enjoy it on, on that level. And then before you know it, the, 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 it's been going for long enough that you realize that these characters are here to stay. Um, that's all I can say, really. I, I, but I, I appreciate the question. I think it's a fair one. And um, hopefully it's, it, you'll, you'll get on board and, it, and you won't have to be disappointed. I, I, I sincerely hope you, you aren't disappointed. Even if they're not, though, like the, the stories that you tell can still stand on their own. Like, for instance, one of my favorite stories of all time is Transmetropolitan, but that eventually ended. But I mean, I'm still well. Stuck with those well, memories. I would I would argue that that is like a separate universe, and you can enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a a level of commitment to to the world that exists in comic book fans when when they're really into the mainstream universe of sure. of um you know DC and Marvel, and, and and yes, it can be disappointing when you've invested all this time and stuff, and then uh, and then suddenly it doesn't matter. I I, I I can absolutely see the point of Soul the Sun God's yeah. attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a PS, another PS. Why do you think it's usually female characters that get the chop in these reboots? I think it has to do with sales, unfortunately. I would agree with you, yes. Because boys are scared to read comics about girls. Absolutely. And, and you know, um, it's pity. I, 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 I can't disagree. Okay, next is from Scott Beerworth. The de-aging of Alan Scott has caused Jaden Obsidian to cease to exist as Alan Scott's children. On a new Earth 2, since things are being changed, couldn't a character still exist as his niece and nephew from an older sibling? Um, well, po- possibly. I mean, way down the line, this isn't something that, you, that fans should count on anytime soon, but I'm sort of putting together an idea how they could possibly exist on Earth 2. <clears throat> but, I mean, that's, I mean, that was the reason, that's the reason why Alan Scott is gay, is that when I was putting this team together, I, I was like, well... There are so few minority characters. We're losing Obsidian if he's young. And then from there, I was like, why don't we just make 
the leader of the team guy and make him like the coolest guy you can possibly imagine. And also, um, I think you mentioned uh, Jade and Obsidian in the interview because I think I asked about that. Um, yes. And you said that you know it's it's not it's not like you want them to go away, but it was part of the he was already going to be a younger character right yes that's so they weren't going to exist anyway and that was not your decision no the, the whole the whole i mean this is the thing is for people that are like this is terrible you know they, they're young again it really is a case of do you want them young or do you want them or do, or do you not want them at all so, you know and at least you have somebody that loves that loves the characters in the original versions who's trying to do a new version that in some way honors the, the feel and the spirit of how those characters were in the past. So, you know, I, th- th- you know, at the moment there isn't a Jade or an Obsidian, there isn't a, 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 a Nuclon either. I mean, th- those Affinity Incorporated characters aren't going to be around for a while, but possibly at some point I, I might be able to work out a way to, to make, make it happen. And, and believe me, I'm a fan of those characters as much as anybody. I, I, like, I think that the highlight of your Justice League run for me was Jade. I loved her. She was great. So... So knowing that she doesn't exist anymore, it makes me a little bit upset. But at the same time, knowing that you know you there are plans like like the, I mean you're you're verbally saying you know I would love to do something with her character in the future. I just want to figure out you know how best it's, to you, you reintegrate uh, her into the well. The problem the when you relaunch your world is everybody wants their favorite character immediately put in it. Sure and. There are characters that I have a huge affection. I like. There's there's one guy on Twitter, and I'm not making fun of him at all. I mean, we all have our favorite character, but he he loves Maxine Hunkel. He loves Cyclops. <laughs> he was always like, you know, when are we going to see Maxine Hunkel? When are we going to see Maxine Hunkel? And all I'll say is, I'm a fan of that character too. But things happen when they happen, and and rolling out a new book, it just has to be done right and with care and you can't and if you cram everything in it becomes a mess and we've seen that with other books with other team books when they first happen how too many characters coming together where it doesn't feel organic and it doesn't make sense the, the book never really meshes and it all and, and ultimately the book gets cancelled at, at a you know relatively early time and i'm trying to make this a book that that lasts and doesn't get cancelled yeah, and scott also said that instead of being dead he could be uncle alan he says a shame well the- i have another idea but that's not a bad one um, I have a, another question. So, um, you know, we, we have Batman and we had Superman. You know, they're gone. Yes. They just existed on both. Is there a Alan Scott on Earth Prime Zero regular DC <laughs> New Earth? <laughs> Whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's a possibility, but I do know that DC wants that aspect. To, it, they, they don't want a lot of confusing double characters and stuff like that. So it might be something that that we eventually see where someone goes to seek out their opposite number on another mm-hmm. Earth, but it has to be done right. I, I don't want to say too much about it now because okay. I have to really think all these little points through. Every little when you write a book like this, and really when you write any comic, but one of the things that sometimes fans don't don't realize because they're just vis, vis, uh, what's the word vis, viscerally, viscerally in that moment reading it. Is it's like a quantum effect. Like when you when you make a decision, it can affect things in a way that you might not want in the future, mm-hmm. like seven issues time, and you have to be really careful how you plot yeah. everything. You know yeah. the direction. Okay. So, um, possi- po- it's, a, it's it's a great idea. It's a possibility. It's actually something that Jeff and I, I, I was hanging out with Jeff Johns, but about a week ago talking about surfing the, the future, n- nude surfing, like my <laughs> my great passion in life. Everyone knows that. Um, 
and uh, <laughs> it, it did come up as a as a as just something we we were kicking around. Okay. All right. Next is from J Thunder One Hundred One. Okay, J Thunder One Hundred One. Uh, Hello. I wanted to let you know that Starman remains one of my favorite series of all time. I'd gotten out of, the re- of reading and collecting comic books in the late 80s and didn't come back until 10 years later. When I had seen so many glowing reviews of your Starman series, I started picking up the trade paperbacks. I now have all six omnibuses. Or is it omnibuy? Omnibuy. It, I, I looked that up because it's something that's amassed a lot, and it's either, actually. It's the one of those optional oh, really? choices. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Okay, I was not disappointed and have been a fan ever since. What I liked about it was a generational themes between Ted and Jack along with a sense of DC history throughout the Golden Age characters interacting with modern heroes and their how their world has changed. When I was originally collecting comic books, I had all the JLA, JSA crossovers as well as the entire run of Roy Thomas All-Star Squadron. I was always fascinated by the idea of superheroes and mystery men set during the Second World War. What I wanted to ask is why are we seeing the end to stories featuring the Golden Age characters like the original JSA set during World War II? And then there's some more. I don't know if you want me to stop there. Well, again, that's something that's out of my hands. I mean, DC wanted this edict that superheroes happened five years ago. So there couldn't be Golden Age superheroes. Okay. I mean, you know, and at one point when it was a reboot and not a uh, – or rather a relaunch and a reboot, there was serious talk about me doing a, a Golden Age Justice Society book. And I even wrote a whole sequence where, you know, the Golden Age – the Golden Age um, Hawkman, Sergeant Rock, and the Blackhawks were, were, were fighting superpad Nazis in Casablanca just to see how much fun it would be to do. Hmm. It was a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, that was something at the time. But then when, when it became a reboot, it, it had to be rethought. And so, um, hence, you know, what you have now. Yeah. And and you know uh, what, what those those things he listed the the Earth Two crossovers and um, Roy Thomas's All Star Squadron and and all of that there were things I I collected too and have too and and love as well so I understand where he's coming from but this is just the way it is and you know you have to hopefully like what I'm doing and get at least get the feel of what I'm trying to get across which is that feel of Earth Two and the, the differences and. And 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 the the, the 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 unique heroism that those Earth two characters used to have. Hopefully, I'm trying to put that back into the book. Okay. Next is from A. E. Yika. Yika. Hey James, congratulations on a stellar start to Earth two. Now this may be redundant to ask, but how did you expect to encounter this much of an up? What did you expect to encounter this much of an uproar over making Alan Scott gay? And also, will his love interest play an integral part to the overall story in Earth 2? So that's this was, that second this was part sent, of the question is fantastic. This was sent seven days ago. So it was a little before they read issue to you. Great question. So what was the first part? Um, did you expect... It doesn't matter. This, this much of part is what matters. So the first part, um, this is something that... And this sort of answers people that are like, DC are cashing in on because I've got this on Twitter and whatnot. DC mm-hmm. are cashing in on um, on, on the blog, the, not the blogs, the message boards. DC are cashing in on the on Kevin Keller and on the uh, North Star, it, and North Star, and all of that. Kind and of, yeah. anybody that actually works in comics would know that that's a, a, a stupid thing to say, honestly, mm-hmm. because when you roll out a book, it takes a long time. It takes about eight to nine months to do it right. So this is something that I would still. I, I didn't. I mean, I, I don't want to be disrespectful to Archie, but 
Kevin Keller, is, it, the success or the even the assistance of Kevin Keller really isn't even on my radar. And North Star's been gay for... 92, 20, 93. When was the first? No, was before ni- that. It was Alpha Flight 106. Well, I mean, there was uh, illusions, but it was issue oh, 106. I see. Uh, well, it was, it was pretty obvious when he's like, him and him and that pretty boy in a, in the tight shorts are sunbathing in like issue three of... I don't, I don't know if you can put... I don't know if you can put Alan Scott and North, North Star on the same... Well, this is my point. Anyway. Sorry, but the point being is that he's been gay for a long time. Yeah. And I didn't know about this mar- the marriage proposal or any of that. You know, bro- bravo when 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 um when when gay marriage is such a contentious issue in America to take a stand like that, absolutely fantastic. Uh, but I didn't know it was going to happen. It was just solely based on Obsidian not being around. And as as is pretty much documented, Dan DiDio made an offhand comment. Made you know he, Dan in these in these um in these panels is always like, you know, who says. Doctor Midnight's Blind, or whatever you know, those little teasy little mm-hmm. th- half half references to stuff, and um, that's all this was. And it was another website that blew it into this huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I was. So yes, I was absolutely surprised. I I just thought, oh, it's going to be a mild little. Oh, Alan Scott's gay. You know, when the book comes out, I didn't realize it was going to be this whole business where I mean, being interviewed by Rolling Stone and what have you. And then, and I think, I think. You know, I can't speak for Dan Dio, but I think he was probably a little surprised too. So, so, so that's the first part of the question. The second part of the question. Read issue three. I just don't want to get into it. I mean, obviously, next. You know, I, as a tradition, I come back and talk about this next month. We can talk about this in depth, but I don't want to get into it now. That's fine. That's fair. But next month, <clears throat> you and me. Maybe we should have talked about my review of issue two next month yes but then i wouldn't get you to rescind the four stars and do five. Oh no you absolutely could have no but they'd be too late it's like who cares it's like it's like um <laughs> what that point, does it make, it, because i'll James? tell you why because to quote uh paul newman in um absence of malice <laughs> a great movie yep when you accuse someone when you when you accuse something of something on the first page everybody listens when you say oh i made a mistake later on no one cares mm-hmm. it's sort of the same thing with the reviews like, if you do it in a month from now, no one cares. It's now. It's now or never. That's fine. My love won't wait. To quote, to quote Elvis. <laughs> okay, Morningstar33. They're quoting everybody today. Firstly, I have to say I'm enjoying Earth 2 immensely, and I can't wait to see how things continue to unfold. So could you tell me, do you intend to create Earth 2 iterations of all the original All-Star Golden Age members of the Justice Society? And if yes, will you be... Re- creating a replacement for Dinah Drake or would a version of Abigail Hunkel be something you would consider to fill the role Drake had? And there's, uh, um, okay. I'll just be honest. Dinah Drake, Black Canary. There's no way that's happening. They really don't want, apart from there being a Green Lantern, Flash and an Atom. And then I guess Hawk Girl and Hawk Man being the difference. DC does not want any more double, double, double characters. And, I mean, Black Canary didn't get her origin until, when was it, 1948? It was very late. She, she was a supporting character for a few issues in Johnny Thunder, and then she took over the strip in Flash Comics. She joined uh, Justice Society at the very end. She appeared a couple of times in the 60s and then very quickly was brought over to issue, uh, to issue one, to Earth One. And I really believe most people feel she is a Earth One character. So with all of that, 
I, I think putting her back in the Justice Society. I mean, I, and I and I know she was in the Justice Society in the in Jeff Johns' version and everything else. But I feel like she's just an uh, uh, an Earth Prime character now. So that's not going to happen with 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 Ma, with Maxine Hunkel. Um, I want you to see all these characters, how they manifest themselves might be a little bit different. I don't want to say too much, but all I'll say about Maxine Hunkel is uh, if you're talking about Cyclone again, she's she's a character I really enjoy and I really like her. So it, it isn't inf- uh, unforeseeable that you might see her in the future. Okay. Uh, will there be a version of the Injustice Society on Earth 2? Um, I, I have to set up the villains and I have to set up uh, the world, but it wouldn't be the Justice Society if ultimately at some point there wasn't the Injustice Society. And finally, do you intend, if you have a long run, to explore the stories of heroes and villains across the globe? Um, absolutely. In fact, some of the characters you're going to meet f- that will be the Justice Society in the future will be foreign characters as opposed to um, – I mean because this isn't the Justice Society of America. This is the – you know, it's called Earth 2. This is the world. So, so some of these new versions of these characters you'll find are from are from other countries now. One of my big, it's not a big ambition, but I went to the Toronto um, comic book convention maybe a year ago, or I forget now, time flies. And I was, and you know, and I've always been. It's always bothered me that even with things like uh, D Day and everything else, it, obviously, you know, the biggest the biggest amount of of lives lost were American, and then there were the British, but. Uh, the, the Canadians took Juno Beach. I mean, that was still a beach at D-Day that, that just the Canadians took. No one remembers that. And I've always wanted to do a Canadian superhero. I mean, I, I tried to do one for half a second in Justice League, but I'd like to, you know, one of the Justice Society members will be Canadian. I just don't know who yet, okay. for, as an example. But, I mean, that's North America. So the whole world will be incorporated in. So, yes, to that question. Okay, cool. And just because they appear doesn't mean they're going to be on the team. Well, that's true too. I mean, if I mean, there is no team, it's Earth too. It's not. Necessary. Well, eventually there will be a Justice Society. By the time they, these characters meet the Justice League, it will be a Justice League Justice Society. Will be the first Justice League Justice Society crossover of this new version of DC Universe. So yes, but what, as I said to an earlier question, while there'll be a core membership, other characters will be coming and going based on the storyline, and that's how we're going to keep it relatively contained and yet there's the stories will suit the characters so did you just reveal there's gonna be a crossover at some point <gasps> well i think that <laughs> i think that you know me in the past talking about hanging out with jeff johns and mm-hmm. i mean and it's just it's it's obvious there's yeah. no way that you and can't. it could be five years from now it well i'll say this it isn't something that you you should save up for now it's a little way down the line because he has a lot of plans for mm-hmm. justice league before this all happens but if you see how everything we've got already sort of planning and how things it's really cool you'll you'll, you'll it'll be worth waiting for yeah. well just a whole dark side everything yeah so well that's you don't know that that's all that's what well, no, i'm just saying that's that's the connection i would make you know there's something yes that but there's maybe there's more than that or maybe there's something completely different you just gotta wait okay uh next is from photo cub that's a cute name. Which well, I, I mistakenly one time referred to him as Photo Club. I uh, mistyped it when I... Photo Cub. But that's, uh, that's Matt. Matthew. Matthew, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, first off, James, I can't really thank you enough for the care you were giving to Alan Scott. I was prepared for the news when it finally came out, but still managed to get a little teary-eyed reading your thoughts on a gay man being the leader of the Justice Society of America. Last month, I asked, and now you have may have answered, can you talk a little about how you conceptualize new heroes or more diverse versions of previous heroes for a world like Earth 2. 
What kind of balance between preserving the old and embracing the new are you looking to strike in relation to race, gender, sexual orientation, etc.? And there's more. You want to? Um. Well, yes, and and I I didn't answer this last month for for the obvious reasons. Um. I I guess what I try what I'm trying to do is, apart from anything else, preserve what made those characters great in the in their original incarnations, and then where you can add in. A, a varied ethnicity or a, a different sexuality and it, and it still feels true, then, you know, why not do it? So, you know, when you've got, you know, brave men and women, you know, gay men and women fighting, fighting in the army, mm-hmm. being heroes, of course you can have a, the leader of a, of a superhero team be gay. It makes perfect sense. So that was an example of where I could preserve what made Alan Scott great. And you add some diversity at the same time. Um, and and the, the same with race, you know, as I just just said in the last question, you know, when you meet some of these r- new versions, and it's not going to be the Justice League of Benetton, you know, it's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going it, to, you know, it's not going to be, let's make this person, this ethnicity for just for the sake of it, but where it feels right, then I add it in. But I'm, at the same time, I'm always trying to preserve what makes the, the seed of those characters that we love still maintain, we still maintain that. So it still feels true and, and, and has that. Um, sense of what 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 has happened before. Okay. Um, on a related note, do you feel members of the original Justice Society or the new iterations have a higher standing for inclusion in Earth Two than other Golden Age characters that weren't members, like Liberty Bell, Johnny Quick, Crimson Avenger, Manhunter? Um, it's it's uh, so you've listed a couple of my favorite characters there, Matt, but. At the same time, while it's we're starting up, and when we haven't, and we still haven't really introduced the, the original characters, I kind of am focusing on the 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 actual original new versions of the original core team that that used to be, just so that everything is sort of like, just in my own mind, I, I I've sort of done what I'm what I intended to do, but like, would I like to do a story involving you know? A new version of of Manhunter or Johnny Quick or some or a character like that, I would absolutely love to. But but that's down the line, maybe. Okay. And then he also says um, he was happy to read that you mentioned Jaden Obsidian that maybe down the road and so forth. Yes, so, it, that's. It, but it, there's a lot to do before that happens. Okay. Next is from James Hunter. He's got three questions. Um, okay. So one. Do you not worry that DC does not lose something by having Alan Scott revealed as gay? I'm certainly not against taking an established character and altering her sexuality, although the timing is unfortunate um, uh, because of Marvel. But I would have thought that losing one DC character who's already established as gay and has a fascinating detailed backstory and is a sacrifice DC would not want to make. I'm, of course, referring to Obsidian by having the Earth to Alan Scott as gay. Um, while... I am certainly in favor of increasing representation in comics. I fail to see why you would use Alan Scott. DC is not creating further representation. It is merely swapping, and I feel this is unfortunate. Hmm. I don't – I just – I guess I just don't agree, period, with that – with what uh, – what, what was his name? Hunter? Jeffrey Hunter? James. James Hunter. I'm sorry. Uh, what, he, what he said, um, the, the one thing that I've noticed – and I can understand why, but it's that people are still feeling that this is a relaunch, and this is a reboot with these characters 
like another another if if you look at some of the other the other characters that are now in the DC universe mm-hmm. that are so different I don't recognize those characters at all in terms of go on um just just based on I think maybe the reason that people still see it as a re launch and not a reboot is because DC was very specific at, back in September saying this isn't by no means a reboot which they wouldn't say reboot relaunch they, they wouldn't would say not. anything they, they would not yeah, they even... so they were they were more uh they were more inclined to say okay we're relaunching the universe than we are rebooting the universe okay and i would say that if I, I okay, and and I understand. Okay, this is then if they if this was a I'm I'm regarding it as a reboot. You're Earth too, so you- I mean and, and, and I, that's what? that's how that's like looking but, back. I understand that you know th- they were saying okay, this is not a reboot, blah blah blah, if, whatever. If they, but it is. If they, I mean, did, all these characters are different. The only characters that didn't change are Batman. If they if if they if they had done a. A new version of the Justice Society set on the same Earth as all the other characters, and you'd had a a fifty year old Alan Scott having a conversation with his buddy Jay Garrett, where he says, "You know, I've never felt comfortable around women, and I've been nursing these feelings, and blah 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 blah." I that would bother me too because it feels it that absolutely feels like you're taking a character and for the sake of trying to kind of force some. Um, uh, uh, diversity, as opposed to creating a new character, that's the example where I would I would not agree with it either. But but this Alan Scott is a new a new character where I'm trying to take all of the elements that were cool about him and bring them into this new young guy. But at the same time, there are elements that that when you do a reboot like this, you lose. In this instance, it was his children, so it, for me, it made sense to make him gay, and that really is the only change. He's young, but he's still that same dynamic heroic guy that he was he, you know it's just his sexuality so i understand what uh, what james is asking me but i don't agree in the context of what i'm doing in terms of earth 2 because it is a different universe and it's a new character um and i actually have a question too um if it's the same character and this isn't a question i think that anybody can really answer so this is more a question for people listening um and for those people who who agree with is it jeff james james, james hunter um, wh- why to you does a character's sexuality matter if the elements that made that character interesting are are still the same? He's saying that <clears throat> DC is trying to bring more diversity. Sure, but yeah. they're not creating a new but, character because they, they one's gone. Right. Yeah. No, I understand that. Um, what I'm asking is like why why a character's sexuality matters. Like, what does that really change about that individual? Because to me, um, as as a person, I have a lot of friends who are gay and lesbian, and I love them regardless of what their sexual preference is, because frankly, that's not really any of my business. I just love them for who they are. And so um, I just see these characters as characters. And I see things that I like, qualities about their personalities that I like, and their sexuality, to me anyway, as a reader, doesn't make a difference. But as a fan of Alan Scott, like if you're a diehard fan of Alan Scott and you've read all his Golden Age appearances, um, why why does that change uh, 
impact you? That's that's my question. Well, well, as I say, if if I was doing more of a if it was if he was still like this older generation on the same earth, and suddenly I made him gay, I can I can I can understand why people might be bothered by that. Yeah, yeah, because you because you're 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 changing. You, it kind of changes the choices and the decisions he's made in the past, even though it's a, a relaunch. You know, if, that, if it was a relaunch and not a, re, a reboot. You mean like with, with his marriage? With his marriage, you know, mm-hmm. with his with his um, difficult. Plen- plenty of people uh, get married and then have absolutely, children. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, but I can and but I can see why I could actually see why people might go. This isn't Alan Scott or blah blah blah, but. This the character that I'm I'm writing. It's a new world. It was it was a a, a re a, a re beginning for all these characters, a new beginning for all these characters. And I felt it was the right thing and appropriate for this character to be, you know. And, and as you say, I I don't really feel I still feel I'm writing the same character. He's just a young version on a different world who mm-hmm. happens to be gay. But mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, I, I don't know if we've answered uh, James's question very well, but we've we've sp- certainly spent a lot of time yeah, talking. And there's more. The, the other oh, one, okay. <laughs> there's quick, more. The other way can be mm-hmm. be done well, like when when um, Peter David and X Factor made Shatterstar not even gay but like pansexual, and it was kind of this like whole thing of like well, he said I felt like I could do that because it's not like Shatterstar ever had any like established female only relationships, mm-hmm. or it's not like he was ever particularly known as like a Lothario who, you know, wooed many women. He like didn't really have a sexuality one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So putting this on him doesn't really change his fundamental character in any way. Well, I I think... Unless you you ask Rob Liefeld. Well, yeah, but then it's like, then write more stories where he's wooing many women, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) So so what's the rest of the question? Um, Is there not a risk that by making the Earth 2 Green Lantern gay, that casual fans will be confused by the regular Green Lantern title? Once again, I am all for representation, but I really do not follow the logic using Alan Scott and would be very interested in Mr. Robinson's exclamation. Um, can I also say that I am loving his Shade miniseries? Have the LGBT commented on the fact that there is not actually further representation by this announcement? Sorry, I didn't understand the last bit. Mm-hmm. That Again, that, that you're, it's not like this is adding another character right. that represents them. It's just – because one is gone, this is it's still like the same number is basically what what I'm getting from this. Okay. Instead of Obsidian, now it's Alan. So yes. you're, we're, we don't have one more hero that can represent. Well, this is the thing. Okay, this is the thing. Is the I guess at that point the question isn't really directed at me. It's directed at at DC or at, at co- other combo writers. I by virtue of what I'm doing, which is creating new versions of established characters, I can't suddenly. I this isn't the place for me to suddenly create a new character. I have to. My 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 mission statement is to bring is to reintroduce these characters that were you know new versions of the established Justice Society characters. In that way, this I am not going to be bringing in a new gay superhero into the Justice Society anytime soon. So me making Alan Scott gay is me doing doing that in the way that I should be doing it. If you if you're talking about the main DC universe where there are new characters coming in all the time. Maybe uh, James has a point. That isn't a question for me, though. Okay. Moving on. Mike from Jolly Old England says he's a big fan. Is that what he said? At the end. It's kind regards from Mike Mike from Jolly Old England. Does old have an E on the end? No, it's O-L apostrophe. Old. (laughs) 
Okay, big fan of the website and podcast, which I'm sure to listen in on every week. Um, hello, Mr. Robinson. Hello. Lo- loving the shade right now. Thank you. In my eyes, it's up there with Animal Man and Swamp Thing. That's for high praise. Th- thank you again for that. I also enjoyed the first issue of Earth 2, and probably by the time you hear this, a second issue. I know how dear the shade is to your heart. As you've said numerous times, you could write him for the rest of your career. That being said, how would you feel about the shade turning up in other New 52 books, namely the Dark Line? Obviously, with yourself being so instrumental in raising the else profile of the character since the Starman days, is it easy for you or any creator, for that matter, to see that kind of character written by somebody else, especially if in your eyes a character isn't done justice or plain and simply written badly? Um, well, I don't own the shade. I don't have any, I don't have any control over what DC does with the shade. I mean, they've been very nice about reserving that character for me and, and not having other people, you know, tread all over him. <laughs> but, I guess it's just the way you phrase that. Uh, so ultimately there's no reason why he couldn't appear in the dark line. On a personal level, do I let other people write? I, I don't. I honestly don't think anyone writes the shade as good as me. And I have to. I mean, just candid about that. I don't know. I just have his voice in my head, and when other people write him, they they don't get it, and it it does irk me. But there's really nothing I can do about it. And and I know someone like you know Jeff Lemire. He's a great writer. You know, I I'd be happy. I, mean, I shouldn't say this too loudly, but like if 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 anyone was to do was to write the shade, someone like Jeff Lemire would be great. Um, he appeared in some of Brad Meltzer's. Uh, green arrows, and I thought they were awful. Oh. So, um, I, I, and we exchanged, and I gave him notes on how he talked, and he just basically said "f you" and just wrote him the way he thought it should be, and I, it b- bothered the hell out of me. So, um, so they could be good and they could be bad, and uh, and um, but as I say, I have no control. But I guess it, it, to be honest with me, yes, of course it would bother me. It would rankle me a little bit. But you just have to. I mean, that's the problem with writing superhero comics for the big companies is. Ultimately, you don't own them, and you have to accept that at any moment things could change drastically. What about the the Shade and Jay Garrick? They had a history. Well, they did have a history, and um, and now perhaps they don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the. You know, I mean, I mean, I've been asked this. Is there an Earth Two Shade? Uh, I don't know, and I'm trying to I'm trying to work I'm trying to work around that one. Like, that's the question you asked me in like six months' time. Okay. Um, what was I just about to say, though? Something you said. Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick. And the, the shade. shade. You said they don't have a relationship. Relationship. I know. I don't remember. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, man- I could have gone somewhere really special. <laughs> yes. It, yes. It was. Uh-oh. Another exclusive. <laughs> so now Alan Scott and Jay Garrick. If you remember, just, you know. Oh, absolutely. You know me. I'm always bringing up weird Weird things. Absolutely. Gamandrew Gora says, hey, Comic Vine and Mr. Robinson. Yes. I have just a couple of non-related questions. I'm a new fan of yours, to Shade being the first thing that I've read. I was trying to explain to a friend how strong he seems using an example of, quote unquote, man, he could probably kill Superman. Is this true or how powerful is he? (laughs) I love this question. And there's there's more of it. Well, it's an interesting question, and I've never thought about it before, but the one thing that he has in his favor is that with his shadow powers, he could suck Superman into the shadow realm where there's no sun, Mm -hmm. and Superman draws all his power from the sun. So in theory, in theory, he could kill Superman, yes. You know, but is it magic? 
Well, it's it it is. It's partly magical. Because that is. I don't know. In the the one thing I do know from doing um, War on Krypton, because we had this whole plot line that ended up getting scrapped after we started doing it, where the Kryptonians had like the the what were they called the I forgot what they were called now the the, the army the big army that was gearing up to fight the Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. Had all these magicians. That was those satellites at the very beginning that are blasting Superman. They have magic in them. That was all going to be building and building and building. And then when Adam Strange, uh, people that this is, I'm talking about something that a lot of people haven't even read. But when Adam Strange and uh, and Superman or, or, or Kal El in the world of New Krypton find those aliens in that kind of weird slaughterhouse, that's the and 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 then in the in the Captain Atom backup, we established that Captain Atom is impervious to magic. That's the alien. They're the aliens. They've been harvesting them. That that um, that uh, that Captain Atom's suit is derived from. So there was going to be a whole wave of these Kryptonians in this magic-proof armor. We had all this stuff when it was going to be a much bigger storyline. So, but I know that DC says magic is goofy with Superman. It doesn't work. Blah 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 blah. I think it works. So all of that had to be scrapped, and we we're like Jesus. We spent all this time developing these these B plots for them to be scrapped. So in the so long rambling um, oration short, I don't know in the new reboot whether Superman is is vulnerable to magic in the first place. But if he is, then absolutely that's another factor that would that would hurt him in fighting Superman. But I think that uh, even if it was just they were fighting one on one, the fact that he can but basically remove the sun out of Superman's life would mean that he possibly could die. Okay. Um, second question for Mandragora. Oh, that's really cool. If you could write another comic <laughs> movie script for any comic book of your choice, what would it be? Love the Shade, Earth 2, and my local comic shop turned me onto Starman. should write The Shade. It, well, that wouldn't be a bad one, would it? No, the Shade. I don't think so. Um, or an Assassin's Creed movie. We need more damage. Oh, I'd love to write an Assassin's Creed movie, but that's not DC. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 anyone that follows my Twitter, I just finished uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations yesterday. I didn't like it as much as Brotherhood, did you? I loved it. You I, loved it more? You liked it more? Well, I well, there's a difference. You see, I'm at a different point in my life than you are. <laughs> you like <laughs> No, I'm seriously, you're still in your young sexy men period. Uh-huh. Whereas a guy that does heroic stuff, but if <laughs> what I loved about Ezio in you're Revelations You're related to him because you're an old man. Because <laughs> I'm an old man, but I still do like strong cool stuff. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. just every time he does it, you hear that oh. <laughs> Like he just, it, it's a little bit more of a groan. No, you're saying like he, that I don't like those noises either. Come on, James. It, it I don't feels know. like he's gonna have to go to his chiropractor. So after and that, and that, but the fact that he ends up, he ends up uh, happily with a younger woman who likes who likes <laughs> books. Who likes books? I mean, who who wouldn't Let's like that? Let's get to the real reason why James really liked this game. Uh, no, gee, you you always look for the worst in me, don't you? <laughs> No, but so that was that. Um, I, and I love Constantinople and the whole history aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, when I was playing Brotherhood, I love Brotherhood too, and I could go back and play any of those games. But having the point I was going, Miss James is an old man grunting and groaning, <laughs> is what I liked about it was the, or what I felt sad about was just saying goodbye to this character that, oh, I, yeah. that I loved after three of these fantastic adventures and also seeing Altar's final times and – Fantastic! It really—I I mean, I can't believe this, but I almost—I could feel like a little lump in my throat at the very oh, end. Oh, I, I cried! Aww. I definitely so, cried. So that—so uh, that was—that was what I was going with. That, and now I don't know what to play next. 
you know, I actually gave up on uh, uh, Dead Space 2 about two-thirds of the way should, through. You should play Skyrim. Yeah, but I've heard that Skyrim becomes this thing where you just lose your whole life to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened yeah. to me. So, <laughs> so, uh, but, but maybe I will. You know, there's a new... Uh, what else is there coming out? I don't know. There's, You'll there's really like Skyrim. All right. Anyway, Tony, I'm sorry to yeah, interrupt. We're, we're not going to get through these. Oh. <laughs> I have some. Uh, this is from. Well, but, well, I mean, in a, how much time is it? Because I mean, Corey's here and he hasn't been here. Okay. Well, well, why don't I'm we? Fine. Why don't we just speed them through and I'll try and be more. I, I, I ramble and I side, do sidebars and whatnot, so I'll try and be more direct in my answering of these questions. This is from Aiden Brooks. Hello, Aiden. Or no, Medium Flyer. They've revealed his secret identity. <gasps> okay. Um, well, I always prefer people to use their real name. I hate all these. Well, that's just that. That's the way that the site was. Yeah, I know, was but it created. just it just bugs me because because especially when they're rude and they yeah. and they, well, they use, haven't been rude. I, I, I mean, no no they, these haven't been rude but when when people are rude i got their emails and you can and they spam them. and they don't and they have <laughs> their pseudonyms and then they use avatars they don't even use a photograph it drives me nuts because it's just it seems cowardly to me like if you say something if you're a pit, you don't like my work then just say who you are and i respect you you have an mm-hmm. opinion i i you know that's fine you and gary Whitta can talk about that yeah yeah all right. I have some questions I wanted to ask James about Earth 2. I'm sure you will get a time. Let's see. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. How long will it be until you address us who Helena Wayne's mother is? Um, I, th- I think you kind of. Uh, I, I thought think, Paul Levitz had already done that. I think it was an interview you mentioned too. Yeah. Um, that's done. But I mean, I don't want to say it now, but if you check the comics, I think. And, and you know what? With the, with the zeros and everything else, I think it'll all be make. It, you'll, you'll learn more by then. Okay. Which was just announced this morning. Just announced this morning, yes. I've already, I've already written mine. Okay. Um, what about villains like Joker, Lex Luthor, and Cheetah, etc.? Do they exist in the Earth 2 world? And if so, do you have any plans for including them in the series? Um, no, There's, they don't exist. And this was something also that um, Clones694 asked on Twitter about Joker and Earth 2. So. Yeah. Um, they don't I, exist I, yet. I understand. No, no. This is. I just have to reiterate, like... DC doesn't want a lot of reiterations. So I, you know, I mean, and if, no, they they just, they just don't exist. And I'll just try, I'll just try and do the other cool Earth 2 characters and maybe create some new villains at the same time. As, as difficult as that can be, does that is, is that at all liberating? Like you're kind of like freed from like, oh good, I don't have to make this version of the Joker. Well, that's, yeah, in a way. (laughs) And um, I mean, there are, there are enough interesting Earth 2 villains that because they were created in the 40s there's always been a like how can we make this character less goofy and less goofy and now with them be this being as i say again a reboot even that i'm 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 liberated from that to a degree where i can really make them kind of interesting and try try and change them in a way that makes them cool um can you confirm whether dc is going to be releasing okay issue zeros already talked about so yeah that came out today, and you mentioned it. So yes, I have. I have already written my issue, and I think it's the art's already being drawn on it. Okay. Next is from Brian Brian Jones. Um, absolutely love Earth Two Number One and Number Two. So far, I wish more of the new Fifty Two titles focus on this Earth versus the quote unquote main one. And of course, the shade continues to be amazing. I have a couple questions for James. So number one, given your penchant for dusting off and revitalizing characters who haven't had a lot of play for a while would you ever consider doing a forgotten hero series at dc presented the with the opportunity um yes i would but i would probably 
be met with the argument by DC that with characters only having this five-year past, that there are no there are no forgotten heroes anymore. But but yes, I mean you know I had Congrilla, I love Animal Man. Who are the other ones? The Sea Devils, Cave Carson, Dolphin. I forget who the, is that. It uh, sounds right. Yeah, I would love to do that, but I I, I can't see that happening. But speaking of the five-year past in Action Comics, there was some clippings, and Superman's like, because they, they were all attributed to Superman, he's like, this is like 10 years before his first appearance. So the question is, who was this other person that everyone thinks was Superman because they didn't know who it was? So there is another hero that goes beyond five years. Yes. It's Grant Morrison, so he gets to do whatever he wants. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, number two from Brian. Uh, I know people are asking a lot about whether this character or that character will be coming up, and I hate to play that game, but will you be reintroducing the Red Bee? I still consider his portrayal in Starman one of my favorite moments in the book's entire run. Well, thank you for that. I was actually proud of, of doing that. Um, like I say, down the line, you're going to meet a lot of Earth 2 characters. The only, the only problem is that I've noticed this um, because of... Uh, Jimmy Pomiati and, and Justin Gray doing the Freedom Fighters, I think they kind of have hold over all those quality characters. And there was a Red Bee in the, in mm-hmm. the Freedom Fighters, wasn't there? I think, yeah. So, I mean, they're doing a, a new Phantom Lady Dole Man. They mm-hmm. did that Ray book. So you might find that they're doing the Red Bee. And, and if they do that character, I can't do that character. Mm. Not, I mean, at least not in uh, Earth 2. Maybe be, um, Crimson Bee or... Well, then it doesn't ma- doesn't count. Pink B. You know, I mean, I, I, if there are other characters, there are enough characters in mainstream DC Universe that aren't part of the Justice Society, like, like you know, Manhunter and mm-hmm. whoever else, that I'd rather concentrate on making those characters cool if I can't actually use the Red B. Okay. And, and I'm not saying I want to, that I'm going to use the Red B, but I'm just saying if, in, hypothetically. <laughs> Next from Dave Tomko. I just read Earth 2 number 2 last night. Really enjoyed it. Hope... Okay, this email came in. Um, I'm loving how the team is being brought together. It did bring up a couple questions. I like seeing how Earth 2 has been affected in the past five years from the death of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Is it intentional that Flash's uniform looks like it has missing Superman shields on his shoulders? Seeing Green Lantern, Flash, and Hawkgirl filling in the void for the big three reminded me of Roy Roy Thomas trying to fill that void after Crisis and Infinite Earths in Young All-Stars. Will we see any of those characters, even as Easter eggs popping up, like Iron Monroe and Metropolis, Fury, Tracking Down, Steppenwolf, or Cooler Updated Flying Fox, etc.? Steppenwolf. What? No, Steppenwolf is yeah. the, the – you know who Steppenwolf is. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I don't – the answer to that is yes, and one of those absolutely definitely, but I don't want to say which one. Okay. Um. One, one of those scenarios that he lists there, absolutely, definitely. Okay. So these are, are probably not able to be answers, but I'll throw them in. Um, was the guy that Flash saves from the rats supposed to look like Clark Kent? No, that was a fluke. Okay. Oh, I should clarify one thing. Um, just because people have, have brought it up, just so it trickles back into the, the, the fandom. It isn't a big deal, but I've heard people say that the Apocarats are mutated rats, earth rats that have been mutated. That's not actually what they are. What they are is we were thinking about the way that when ships come, when ships used to come to, to land, you know, mm-hmm. the rats would yep. all come, you know, come down the ropes and whatnot. So these are rats that have like come, have trickled through via boob tubes from apocalypse. So they're actual <laughs> apocalypse Love it. rats. Love it. It sounded like you, said, you know, it, it totally sounded like you said boob tube. 
Also heard that wasn't oh, okay. Yes, no, uh, boom tube. But but that so so they're actually from Apocalypse. Okay. It's it's a small difference, but I just wanted to clarify. That. Okay, because he said, "Is Superman still alive without his powers?" And answer oh, uh, the answer is no. Yeah, I like the Ted Grant. I like the Ted Grant, and I assume Alex Montez Easter egg. Yes. Well, oh. it was well the Montez is an Easter egg. I mean, it's a man, and um, go on. Um, are we going to see more than one Wildcat? Maybe a team of say wild c period a period t period s period <laughs> no uh that's a that's that's a cool idea but no uh no i, I just i i'm literally working on the uh the second arc with ted grant now so um no there'll be one wildcat i'm just trying to make him the best wildcat i can okay um next is dj invincible or also known as vince hello vince um I understand uh, so far we've been given insight that we'll see Green Lantern, Flash, Hawkgirl, the Atom, Wildcat, and some sort of last Amazon in your Earth 2 book. But what about other JSA heavyweights such as Dr. Fate and Starman? Will there be rebooted versions of them in your book as well down the line? If so, I'm hoping you'll base them on original Kent Nelson and the uber popular creation Jack Knight. Okay. Um, well, thank you for that. Vince, uh, I'm not being weird about this. That That is a question I can't answer just because I, I would be giving too much away. Okay. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, I'm a fan of uh, those characters. So, you know, he, she shouldn't have, to think, you know, well, I don't want to say anymore. Okay. Next is from Joe from San Diego. Hello, Joe. That's from his, San Diego. his name. Um, says, hello, Tony, Sarah, James, and maybe Corey. Hey, hey. I recently read Identity Crisis, and I loved the depiction of Deathstroke. I've never been a Teen Titans fan, so I know very little about the character. My question is, what Deathstroke-related stories would you suggest for someone who's not too familiar with the character? Um, that's just more like general. I I I love the new Teen Titans. And I was like, going to say, like the, the Jeff Johns ones? Or no, the, no, or the, no, the Perez ones. The, the, well, that's the what Perez, he should do. The Mark first, Wolfman. The first... The first um, how many issues is it, really, when they kick in? Because there's him and then there's Son that dies... But it's like all around. That's when I first like, it's like late eighties, I think. It yeah, but was. The, what numbering is it? It's like they're early. They're early numbering. I think it's like seventies. No, I'm pretty sure. It's, no, yeah, no, no. When, what, when, when Deathstroke first appears. Oh no, I'm talking about those, those stories right there. It was like those, in, in the late eighties. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the Jericho I'm talking about the number. The numbering. I don't know. They're like the. They're like the first. If he was to pick up the. I mean, the first. I mean, it's expensive, but if he could kind of borrow that first. Teen Titans Omnibus that mm-hmm. came out, the Jeff John, no, the the uh, not Jeff Johns, the uh, Perez mm-hmm. Wolfman one, that has some great Deathstroke in it. I love that run, and it's it's been hard for other Teen Titans to reach you know the same level for me. Right, I love Jeff Johns run. I mean that that was great, and then after he left, it just kind of floundered all over. Yeah, well, that can happen. Yeah. So there's that. What else is a good Deathstroke run? Well, Identity. Uh, he mentioned Identity Crisis. I mean, that was. But is it what else? DC kind of seemed like they forgot what to do with him after that. Like, yeah, he mm-hmm. caught on in a huge way after Identity it, Crisis, and it was like, well, he's, can yeah. he be impersonating Batman? I don't I, know. I liked his. I liked his appearances in Batgirl. Fair enough. Okay. Now, with uh, you were a fan of you loved that series, didn't you? Oh yeah, like the the whole pitting Rose against Cassandra, and then when Rose lost her eye. Who wrote that? I don't remember. You don't remember who wrote it? Okay. No. Well, anyway, um, that's that's where I would tell him to go is those first initial appearances. Yeah. Um, and he says, I've 
only read issue one of Earth 2 because number two was sold out of my local comic shop. But I liked issue one, so keep up the good work, James. Thank you very much. Thank you. He also says he likes the old intro song better because we change our intro song. We're experimenting. Okay. So next is from Jehoshaphat Carib. So okay. We've had a question from him before. Je- Jehoshaphat Carib. Yeah. Like, like the Carib bean? I don't know. C-A-B, C-A-R-O-B? C-A-R-E-B. Oh, E-B. Okay. Well, that isn't the Carib bean then. Um, any plans for crime syndicate? Um, I think he's asked us before, but you weren't. Um, I think that that's a there. That, that would be a whole different world. That would be. I, I'm not sure yet. That's not. A, that's not even a decision that I would make. Probably. Okay. Um, Michael Painter. Hello, Michael. Um, thank you for, so much for an entertaining podcast. Thank you, James, for producing books I greatly enjoy, like Earth Two Shade and the Vandal Savage Story and DCU Presents. Thank you and again. It's great. I love new character and. Thank you. I'm hoping she doesn't get killed or anything like that because it's a female character and you're writing it. <laughs> Harsh. Uh, I just <laughs> yeah, you love your own jokes, don't you? <laughs> I just read a, a few. Someone's got to. Yeah. Um, I just read. A few, have a few questions regarding your books. Uh, I really enjoy Earth Two right now with you and Nicholas Scott. I just wondered since you. Since you intend for many JSA characters to show up in Earth 2, and I'm sure you've worked out who you want to introduce, have you talked to your DC editorial about which villains are for you to use? I mean, obviously, Vandal Savage now belongs to Earth 1, if it's called Earth 1. I don't even know what Earth it is. I've got to find that out. But I hope more JSA sort of villains like Ultra Humanite, Icicle, Ragdoll, and Tigress are yours to use. So for the record... um. With a, with a couple of notable exceptions where they've really made an imprint on the DC, main DC universe, Randall Savage being one. Um, who else? Every single, every every Earth 2 character is locked off now and they're, they're mine to use or not use. That's that's something that is a policy at DC. Um, is there an Earth 2 Opal City? Um, no. Ooh, okay. Um, and number three, just as you have established some new world heroes that showed up in Superman when you were writing Mon El, are there any international characters who will rise up on Earth Two after Invasion of Apocalypse by Steppenwolf? So you kind of yeah. I mean, some of the international characters will actually be reinterpretations of, of Justice Society characters, and then there's also other interesting Earth Two characters, or not Earth Two, yeah, of Golden Age DC characters that have been floating around that I'd like to work in as well. And, and, and again, I want to stress it. It's not every character isn't going to be a foreign, a foreign character, but I, I do, I would like to get a little bit of an international sense in, in the, in there. David Rose. Um, so to start, I should mention how excited I am about the series and how much I already love the first two issues. Here's my question. What made you decide to move Jay Garrick to Lansing, Michigan as a Michigan native myself? I've always noticed the similarities of Keystone city and Detroit. What was the inspiration for it? Uh, the inspiration for it is um, that I guess I'll say this now. It's not really going to ruin anything. Um, in because Earth Two and Earth One are supposed to be different from each other and have a different feel. So ironically, during the Apocalypse War, you're going to find that um, that uh, Gotham City and Metropolis are both both destroyed. And they're the only fiction. They were the only fictional cities on Earth too. So, 
there are no fictional cities on Earth too. They're all they're all real cities, which ironically is makes it that different from the main DC universe. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I was like, well, what city reminds me of Keystone City? And it was Michigan. It, so, so exactly what he was saying mm-hmm. is what, what I was thinking too, and that was, that was why I did it. So you did it correctly. Yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, good job. Next is Inks, whose name is Shane. Hello, Shane. I'll reveal that. Um, what a great comic week, lots of good titles, and welcome back to James. A couple questions, first for James. Is there only one dark side entity or multiple or is this something that will be flushed out later on? Because I think uh, I think you mentioned. I, I think I did too. Um, this is the thing about it, and I I talked I talked this through with DC, and they agree. Is that the as far as I'm concerned, Apocalypse and Darkseed and all of that is another dimension. If it's just another planet, and there's one on Earth one, and one on Earth two, and one on Earth wherever other Earth, that makes them just super bad aliens. Mm-hmm. It makes them no more special than. John Jones or, or Superman himself or, you know, whoever, one of the Green Lanterns, by they have to exist in a, their own dim, pocket dimension where and, – and, and, and so, yes, there's only one Dark Seed. There has to only be one Dark Seed. Otherwise, it diminishes who, who all of the new gods are. I love that. I love that idea. <laughs> I think that's an amazing idea that, like, they're not only extraterrestrial but extra-dimensional invaders. Well, I, I mean, otherwise, they aren't the, the new gods. They're just, they're just a bunch of aliens with superpowers. They're the, they're the Amiga men with another name, you know? So – so this, so that that's I think a very important aspect to Apocalypse and Dark Seed and all of that. Because um, he goes on in World's Finest, they hinted to there being only one Dark Side. Just wasn't sure. Next question, I guess, is more of a statement. I love Batwing. My problem is they seem to always have to shoehorn a Bat family member in the title. I understand Batwing is part of the Bat family now. But it seems every issue has Batman, and this week, yeah, Batman, Robin, and Nightwing into the title. Can't the character survive on his own? So that's well. That's not. I would say, just looking at it though, I don't know how that book is selling. I don't know. Um, if I have no idea, but if the sales aren't great, then maybe they're trying to keep get the sales get get more people interested in the book. Um, so again, love the title. Love to see him fight his own. We know he's a good detective and fighter, and the latest issue shows really good with tech. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't realize that. So why the need to throw in another bat into the title? Still enjoying the heck out of the series. I mean, the the one thing I would say is, if you feel that that strongly about the character, and and God bless you if you do, um, just get more people reading it, more mm-hmm. people excited. You know, really ch- champion the book, and if it begins to take off, I think you'll find that Batwoman will be appearing in more in other books more as well, in order to 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 get get those sales up. Um, last question, and I'm sure everyone is asking, what series do you want to see gone out of the three left to be cancelled? For me, Red Lanterns, <laughs> Catwoman, and Dark Knight. And if it doesn't pick up, I'm sad to say I want Superman gone. Superman deserves better. Uh, maybe new writer again. James, have you ever considered writing Superman? Hint, hint. Thanks. James I'll have a good good weekend. <laughs> I gave the last issue Superman at two. Okay. I'm not going to touch that question <laughs> with a barge pole, as we say in England. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, but what, 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 I, I can't say anything, but what about you two? You're, you're... I, I agree with him on Red Lanterns, though I would disagree on Catwoman, actually. Yeah, I think Catwoman has potential. Fine. I don't think there's a it's, it's problem. There's, it's, not, it's not a revelation or anything. Detective is hard for me to read. Yeah, but they're never um, going to cancel that. Yeah. Uh, Detective or uh, the, the Dark Knight? 
I'm not crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just there are too many bat titles. They, they don't. Yeah. They don't. I mean, I with with that. Batman and Batman and Robin, and now Batman but, Inc. Those three are more than enough. But I, I don't. So really I don't. Good. I don't want Detective Comics to go away no. because that's. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you can't. Get it's like Action show. Comics. Yeah. I just. I, I I would rather. I wouldn't mind having a completely different direction. In or how about book. like Batman and Robin goes into Detective. That could work because you know we don't really need a Batman and Robin because you don't have that history. Yeah. But just bring. Tomasi and Gleason into Detective Comics. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, because I I'm not going to say anything, but I it's not a, yes, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, spec- Can I just say one thing though? Um, Red Lan- I, I, I'm not going to comment on Red Lanterns, but I'm still buying it. But I don't when it. when uh, Peter Milligan is great, mm-hmm. he's absolutely great, yep. and people that are perhaps not happy with what he's doing in Red Lanterns. They should check out his Vertigo run on Hellraiser, mm-hmm. Hellblazer, sorry, mm-hmm. which is up there with Brian Azzarello and and uh, and uh, you know Delane, Jamie Delano and and the great runs of the book. Fantastic. I just think it's the characters. I mean, I don't yeah. think there's a lot you can do with these angry lanterns. Who I was surprised they became an. I, it, it feels like it. I mean, it's like they've per, changed. Personally, the direction. I would have just. Like done little mini series with each of the different worlds, mm-hmm. and done like a you know, four issue Red Lantern, a four issue yeah. Indigo Tribe, what have you, and showcase them. I, I, I was surprised that that was a choice for an ongoing book. I, I, I won't, I won't deny that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's that's it from Shane. Okay, next is from Rich Born. Hello, Rich. Two questions. One, you currently write two DC titles. You're kind of writing sort of three. Well, there's three at the moment, but the obviously moment. one is short-lived. Yeah. The three-issue Savage story. Um, this may be simple, but what two Marvel titles would you want to work on and why? Um, let me think. Well, one of them would be The Inhumans because I love Black Bolt. And the other one would be like a team book with a lot of goofy characters like Black Knight and uh, Quicksilver – and Captain Britain, you know, just like, like I guess uh, Knights a, of the Pen Dragon. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'd probably like to do because it seems like you could come on and make it your own and do a cool run, and then and then you leave. Um, and it, the example being Rick, Rick Remender's fantastic run on Secret Avengers. I guess I'd like to do an arc of Secret Avengers and hmm. just bring in my the characters that I want. Oh, Hank Pym, I love Hank Pym. So I would bring in the characters I like and do my story and then get out. Sounds cool. Kind of like John Byrne used to do. Come in, mess well, everything except, up. And then, no, well, that's the point. I, I wouldn't. I, I would leave everything nicely tidied up, and, and the way it was, I wouldn't come in and suddenly destroy a vision, destroy everything, and, and yeah, oh, that would drive me. That used to drive me nuts when you would do that stuff. It's so arrogant. I still like them, but it's just like Ugh. Tony. Do you have like a love hate relationship with John Byrne? You do bring I, him up a lot. I, no, I, I really yeah. do. Like, you do. Like I really, but I can never tell if you like him. No, I, I, I think I do like him, but it was always like, you know, shaking my fist. Like, you just came you know on and then you just changed you know everything. It, do you know what it reminds me of with you two? Have you ever seen, like, the French Apache dancers? Those, like, there's a man and a woman and they, they dance and they're beating each other up. It's like no. a pimp and a prostitute. No. It's classic It's classic French, like, working class <laughs> culture. Where we go. You remind you and John Byrne remind me of taxi, I've never met the man dancers. either. I'd, I'd love to meet him, but I don't, I don't know if I'd want to meet him. I hear sometimes he gets a little, little angry. I, I'm, I, I don't know. We all go a little mad sometimes. No, I, I, I would say I, I definitely like. I, I may joke about stuff like that, but I definitely like him more than I wouldn't like him. So I, it's not so much a love hate. What, but what surprised me was he somehow got given um, 
to do a, a flash story in, in an annual or a backup. I forget where it was. And it was the dumbest story. It was like, it was, it was Barry Allen. Uh, it was an old like times past, I guess you'd call it of Barry Allen and Jay Garrett fighting the shade. And it was this goofy, that's stupid why, that's why you didn't like version it. of the yep. shade. But, but wait, and I was either allowed I, at, at this point, you know, the editor that governed the character, this is back in the old days of DC could kill a story by someone else. And Peter Tomasi, who was editing Starman at the time, was like, dude, you've got to kill this story. It's so disrespectful. Because he clearly hadn't read an issue of Starman. He hadn't read the... How come it wasn't included in any of the album? Well, because he, he, he wrote it. But what I chose to do instead is there's actually a panel where I reference his story where Culp is like possessing the shade and making him do stupid shit. That was an example of that. And I decided to keep it in and make it work when I could have just killed the story. But the fact that he wrote that story in the first place, I was like, what a dick. You know? <laughs> Sorry, and now 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 the now the bad language comes out. The moment John Byrne's name comes up, <laughs> he was offered uh, to do a cover of "Before Watchmen," and he said, "Nah." So, um, second question: In the wake of Earth Two losing powerhouse characters like Wonder Woman, Superman, and Supergirl, it seems like the what about Batman? It seems like the perfect time. Well, I guess he's not a powerhouse. Who cares about him? It seems like the perfect time to and place to reintroduce a character such as Mister Majestic. Would it not? Would it not? Um, Baiting. I <laughs> I uh, at one point put forward the idea that the Fury character that I talked about would actually be Zealot, and that was a way of incorporating <sighs> some of the some of the Wildstorm characters into both Earth One and Earth Two. And they the decision was that they would keep all those characters on Earth Earth Prime and let Rob Liefeld put Zealot into. So well, that's either here or there. So I think that. Majestic, like all those characters, are, are reserved for the main DC universe. So, so um, see, so, someone asked me that because I, I do a, a weekly video where I just take like, questions and answer them. And someone asked me about Mister Majestic. I don't know if you could, you know, Mister Majestic was in Action Comics and Superman for like a, a few issues yeah, yeah. when Superman was gone for a little bit. I, I just they seem too similar that I don't know if you could have them in the same universe. And it's a whole thing. I, I people also ask me about this. It's like I think people have difficulty writing the Superman type characters because there's also like Century and Blue Marvel. It's like where are they now? And yeah. I, I think and I don't know about you. I mean, since you've written Superman for so long, Did, you've hang written, on, didn't haven't they just killed Blue Marvel? Or is I don't even you know honestly. I don't even know what happened to him. I remember when he, he came yeah, and there was was the wasn't whole, that part of Battle Scars or the beginning of it or something? No, nah, I think it was I'm before that. He was imagining something. Yeah. No, nah, he wasn't in Battle Scars. Battle Scars introduced Nick Fury Jr. But wasn't there? Oh. Wait, but wait, wait, wait. Wasn't there a? Wasn't there like a one of those free comics or a, a, a like a a comic with a bunch of little stories? One of them was the first appearance of Nova out that Jeff Loeb wrote. Nova oh, the outrunning Phoenix. Point one. Something like that. Seven Wasn't there a Blue Marvel story in there? Or am I crazy? I don't think so. I, I think, think I'm, no, crazy. I think I'm, no, I think I'm not crazy. Hmm. We can find out later. Yeah. I think I got it downstairs. Um, I, I just think, and I don't know how you feel, but I think it's, it's hard for some writers, maybe not you, to write those type of characters because you have to come up with like the, the ideal villain. I mean, if you have this character so incredibly strong... Well, that's it. That is a challenge for Superman. Absolutely, yeah, and I think a lot of people have problems with that. I mean, like the, the current Superman book, I I can't stand it. It it, it's, it gets me mad. I mean, it, it's not horrible, and I like that it, it kind of has a sort of like flashbacky feel. But I just think it should be so much better than it is. I mean, it's, it's a great character, and I just all these random villains—they're just they're, they suck. Okay, well, <laughs> um, one of the things that 
I think Grant Morrison made the uh, observation is that I think Americans, for some reason, want to apologize for his superpowers and they're always trying to depower him in one way or another. This is, I'm speaking what Grant Morrison said, not, but I sort of do agree with it. Whereas British writers actually enjoy the power and the fact that he's a sun god and everything else. And um, I know I enjoyed it and I enjoyed, I enjoyed trying to make Monell as, you know, who was my Superman for the bulk of the run when I was on the book as, as uh, powerful as I could. But I like the idea of the fact that he was losing his power, but then he had to become mm-hmm. powerful again. You know? I think there's something to that because the you know they just announced this game, uh, Injustice Gods Among Us, which is basically looking like a DC Universe fighting game. Uh, and immediately, and this happened with uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe 2, immediately the first question everyone asks is, how Superman, what, what are you going to do about Superman? What again? It's like, shh. Yeah. They'll find a way or they won't. Like it's right. Or it's a video game. Like, but they'll probably find a way based on their track record. But yeah, and it is, it's like interesting that like that, no one talks about the gameplay. No one talks about like what it, how story's going to be. Everyone's like, how are you going to depower Superman? Superman's too powerful. Superman and Wonder Woman have gone up against each other fine. Yeah. And she. Well, Wonder Woman's magical, her. so she can punch him. Like, but there's that John Byrne yeah. image where he's like, thud. <laughs> just like. Oh, yeah, the clud image. Clud, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Justin Gibson. Hello, Justin. Will we delve deep into the divergent history of Earth 2 down the line? For instance. What heroic type characters may have operated in the Old West or World War II? Hmm. Um, I'm so busy with the present and the and what happened during the Apocalypse War. So I'm dealing with two different eras in many ways. Um, I haven't given that a lot of thought, but the moment you put that, you've actually put an idea in my head, Justin. So thank you for that. And it's possible you'll you'll see something in the future. Okay, number two. If there's no speed force on Earth 2, does that mean our chances of seeing Johnny and Jesse Quick or Max Mercury are pretty slim? Uh, I wouldn't say that. Hmm. If, okay. if, if, well, put it this way. If I can come up with a way to, to introduce Jay Garrick without the speed force, then I can obviously come up with ways to introduce other characters. Okay. Uh, number three, is it possible that the recent series featuring Freedom Fighters, DeRay and Phantom Lady Minis, are secretly taking place on Earth 2. It seems fitting with the modern revamps of Golden Age heroes, if not are Earth 2 versions of these same characters a possibility? Um, like I said earlier, I think that they're sort of... I don't know if controlled is the right word, but I think that uh, uh, Jimmy Jimmy and Justin are like doing those characters in the main DC universe. Okay. And the final one. Do you have any new projects, series, mini stories, arcs, etc. lined up once Shade concludes in September? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I'm doing Master of the Universe, um, which is sort of a DC book um, for six issues. Although I've done you know, half of that already, so not really. I mean, I'm 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 you know talking to to Image about doing some creator own stuff, but obviously I'd like to do another DC book too. We'll see. There's one that sort of tentatively I I might be doing, which suits my talents but I, I don't want to say what it is yet we'll, we'll see mm. next is byron youngblood that appears to be his his name that's the email name if it is his name it's one of the coolest names i've ever heard <laughs> but except for rob life <laughs> what's that except for rob Liefeld. well yes well <clears throat> i don't mind rob sometimes um oh so this is actually big b dog <laughs> Again, I, I'm, re- I'm revealing everyone's secret that's identities. That's real name. So, that's, so that really is his real name then? That's, so that's what it that's says. That's a fantastic real By, name. Byron, Byron Youngblood. Youngblood. Yes. Wow. 
So big you B should dog. be fighting crime, Byron. I have to say, with a name like that, <laughs> or like or like uh, boxing or something, right? Yeah, ultimate fighting. So, so anyway, what's his question? Um, James, did you have a hand in selecting Nicola Scott as your penciler for Earth Two? Please you should, say yeah. You just say yeah. So yeah, you demanded her. Yes, yeah. yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want to know why? Why? She's so good. So. And James is nodding. Yes, she is. Also, have you been plotting and planning ideas for the book since the new Fifty Two began before the first issue of the book even got out? Um, yes, I was appro- well. I was approached to do uh, a Justice Society book at the same time, knowing that there would be this second wave, even when they started it. So yes, it's been. I mean, I say nine months, but there were a couple of other ideas. There's a whole another version of the Justice Society that I've written a whole script for. That. Um, I was going to ask that earlier. Do you have like a drawer with like all these? Because yeah. you mentioned something else like here's an idea I had. Like you, I forget what it was where you said you penciled the scene and all that. And it's like, oh, we can't use it. Maybe later. Yeah, yeah. I've, there's a whole um, three-part. It was going to be a backup in All-Star Western, which was going to be me and Darwin Cook doing mm-hmm. a Golden Age Vigilante three-parter. I wrote the whole thing. I remember hearing uh, And that, that will never be seen. That will never see print. So, um, yeah, I've got a lot of that sort of thing in, in my drawer. In my in my little drawer at the bottom of my hope chest. <laughs> uh, next is Shannon Agner. Uh, hi guys, great job! I listen every week. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Shannon. My question is: I want to know if Jay is faster than Barry now that he gets his powers from a god Ooh. instead of inhaling hard water. Okay, well that is <laughs> that was his original. That origin. was his original origin. That is um, obviously. I'm not going to answer that question. That is something. Uh, Eventually, obviously, Barry and Jay will meet and they will race. So that's going to be answered at that point. So maybe we should get you, Francis, and Brian in the same room and have you guys argue it out. Well, that'd be great TV. That would be. That would be. How 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 tall is Brian? You're taller than Brian. Is he strong? No, he's puny. So and uh, and, plus he wears his face on his shirt all the time. Let's let's, let's make it happen at San Diego. So so I could I could just. Yeah, I could definitely okay. beat the pair of them up. All right, it's a so challenge. <laughs> challenge is thrown. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can make it happen in San Diego. Yeah, right. Exclusive to Comic Vine. <laughs> I would think <laughs> what, that he what is. What say in the battle threads? Who wins the gauntlet or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't who, know. Who, I don't the gauntlet know. is thrown? Or? Yeah, the, the die is cast. Uh. <laughs> I would think that he, is especially, <laughs> that he is, especially with Barry's current limitations, using the speed force. Because if he uses too much energy. Well, let's just wait and see. Okay. Wait till San Diego and we'll find oh, out. Oh, I've got a question. Yes. Will Earth 2 get a backup feature? Yeah, someone asked me that and I think I skipped it. Well, oh, yeah? why think, would it yeah. get a backup feature? No, it was just a question. Well, please. the question is, I think, <laughs> would it would it get a backup feature if it if it remained a 399 book? Probably. But the point was that we wanted this book to sell. So the first issue was 399, but it's now a 299 book. It's a 20-page book. Hmm. So, oh, can I just say as a sidebar from hanging out with Jeff and Reading, reading a couple of um, surfing naked, reading a couple of, of the the extra the next the next parts of Shazam, and then knowing where it's going, that's going to be an absolute masterpiece. When it's all collected as one book to read, amazing. Hmm. Just saying, yeah, because a lot of people are like, "That's not Billy. He's he used to mean." Well, it's well, you got to wait. The yeah. the book isn't finished yet. Yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm enjoying it. And, it's so cute. And sometimes I'm it's enjoying it more than the main part. Although okay. I did like the la- recent issue. Yeah, well, yes, like, I thought it was a the, great issue. The, I forget the, what they're calling that guy here uh, with Graves and yeah, Gene, yeah. Uh, Steve Trevor. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I want to know if Steve Trevor has any abilities, and I guess we'll find out in Team Seven because the whole thing is Team Seven. They all had like that that gen factor. Yes, like it's. Uh, I'm but curious. it's interesting who will be in Team Seven. Well, we know now because the covers. Oh, I haven't seen the cover. Oh, this is all on oh, today. Yeah, yeah, thing? yeah. I, yeah, it, I don't know if we'll yet. get to it. Um, I can. I know time is <laughs> flying by. Yeah. How, how many more questions you got? Um, I think I'm I'm off of the main ones. I have some other ones that were sent in this week, which may address. But there's a couple off Twitter that I saw um, before. Um, yeah, see here. Did you see this one, Sarah? Yeah, you got this one. Yeah, but the backup. Yeah. That was um, M P S O Brian Michael Brian asked that. Okay, I was, I was like, I heard that question. How come I didn't read it? I thought I skipped it somewhere. Yeah, I can't hear you. Um, old Alan Scott. Avatar. He's got an old Alan Scott. What's, what's his name again? Here, here. that's him. M P S O Brian. Oh yeah, he uh, he 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 twitters me a lot. He's a nice fella. Okay. Um, and then there's another one, um, DLB. That, in, that's Indigo. actually that's actually in his uh, in his description. He is a comic book geek, all around dorky, nice guy. Here we go. Here go. Okay. So Indigo Lantern says, "Just want to say how awesome Earth Two and DCU presents Savage have been. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Indigo Blue. Okay. Um, other questions. Let's see. Um, this is from Beautiful Bean." Yes. Um, Tobin, I'm revealing your name. <laughs> Do you guys read manga? So these are more general questions. Wait, did I read this one already? I, I feel, yeah, we definitely read this one. This was last week. When was so, it? I read, I read some manga, but I haven't read it in a long time. The last thing I read was... Um, <laughs> the last thing I read was the one with the retelling of Astro Boy. What was that called? You know. Naruto. No, it wasn't Naruto. What's the one with the retold Astro Boy? Oh, I hey, actually what? know what you're talking about. Um, you know, it was that one story oh where, they're, where they're killing all the great robots of Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that. That's the last one I read. But I, I, I do read manga and I do enjoy it. Yeah, no, I actually know exactly what you're referring to, but I can't. I just re- Oh, I also just reread uh, My the Psychic Girl. Have you ever read that? No. Mm. You would love My the Psychic Girl. I love Naruto. <laughs> what okay. Is, what uh, well, write it down for me. Okay. I, will, I will read it. Okay. On, quickly, what's this one? This is one from eight days ago, but it was addressed to you, Kagato, on the forums. Dave, um, okay, if, if James is there, can you ask him about Earth 2, Alan Scott being gay? So I, this might be too old. Oh. I think it's bold and pretty exciting move. I'm excited to see how he deals with the character. Was it his idea or no. DC mandated to him? It was my idea, uh, but I mean, I've said this a lot, but yeah, it was my idea, but Dan had no... Had, a, had not a moment's hesitation. He thought it was cool, too. And so did they tell him to pick someone at random, or did he get told? No, it was me that picked it, based on the fact that he, we were losing, we being the, the comic book community, were losing Obsidian, who was a notable uh, gay character, and Alan Scott's son. Okay. Um, that's weird. Yeah, because somebody's already read. Um, yeah, from James Kyle in Scotland. I think we read that one last week, Corey. Yeah, I think but, so, too. Digital comics. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's one. June 1st, Savage Dragon. Oh, real name CJ. Um, big fan of the podcast. First, let me say, Tony, Sarah, and James, you guys rock. Norm and Corey, you guys are chill too. Did I read this one? Yeah, you definitely did. Because you were chill too. Oh, yes, June. I was like, I was. Okay, so this Norm, sound, feels like, hang on a minute, you've got 15 minutes left. Right, here's so one. let's make them count and talk about this week's comics because there's some good comics. There really are. <laughs> Not to tell you how to, but, you know. Uh, okay, what are some, wait, before we get there, what are some comic stories you would like to see made into movies? 
whether they be bad stories or stories you like so much you think a like movie would ruin them, such as Dark Angel Saga. The what? I like the shade. The shade. Oh, or no, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. Would not oh, like would to see. Oh, would not. Because it would ruin it. Like Dark Angel Saga, uh, if they tried to make an... You know, yeah, it, yeah. That wouldn't be good. That is a great example of something being way too complicated for, for yeah. people in Hollywood to understand because they're dumb. Couldn't you say <laughs> that about almost all... Like, they, they plan, what, the announcement is they're going to do Days of Future Past? Are they really? Next? They've Isn't hinted, that been announced yeah, yeah. or hinted at? Yeah. Like uh, that's that was the last time I think with with X Men continuity where it was it was kind of complicated, but it was still you could follow it mm-hmm. like a new person could follow that. But you could say that about any X continuity after that is if you don't understand it, it's bewildering. Yeah. So in terms of making a movie and trying to introduce new new readers, that was uh, I mean I think probably that was the problem with Green Lantern really was that they tried to put too much of the of the comic book continuity into one comic, into one film. They didn't allow, yeah. you know. Is that what the problem was? I think when you're introducing Parallax in your first I movie. I think the main the main thing was that, you know, Jeff Johns had five, six years to, to introduce all that stuff. And they, you know, and then there was also the the actual origin, which took place, you know, was first mm-hmm. done in the in the fifth, was it late 50s, early uh, 60s? Yeah, it was the origin of Al Jordan. I think it was late 50, 59 50s, or something. Yeah. Anyway, so you had you had all of that. Um, and they just put too much in, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I I think any of the X Men stuff would after Days of Future Past would be a problem. What else would I like to? Yeah, because it was Fox registered the name or something like that. Do you know what? Do you know what else I would hate to see would be? And luckily they're not. They're like there's talk of doing a Dead Man TV show, isn't there? They they haven't heard anything. They they did talk about that a while ago. But originally there was talk of doing a film, and I was like, "That's a terrible idea. You should do it as a TV show mm-hmm. because it's like it's basically the fugitive with a meets Quantum Leap, I mm-hmm. guess." Mm-hmm. And um, so it's it's so perfect for episodic TV, and I don't know. And I'm glad that if hopefully it's still happening. These things, yeah, go, when they nothing. go away, they go away very quietly. Like everyone was excited about Neil Gaiman, you know, American Gods, but HBO's not doing that now. But no one's no one's really talking about. There's that. also a Spectre TV show. It's yeah, are they still doing that? I, I haven't heard anything about that. Is that still happening? Yeah. I don't know. Hulk is maybe still happening. Oh, Hulk, yeah. I yeah, think it I haven't is. heard anything since. He's going to be thumbing a ride across yeah. America again. Um, Kenny Who says, favorite team of all time, what era? Mine is 90s X-Men and original JLA. I like the, uh, I like the original lineup of Thunderbolts. I really dug, I really dug like the look of those characters, especially Citizen V. I thought it had a very cool look. Um... The 1970s Justice League, when there was when there was uh, when Dick Dillon was doing the art, and when you had uh, uh, Elongated Man, and mm-hmm. uh, when uh, when Hawkman and Green Arrow were squabbling all the time, and that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, Sarah, do you have anything? It's like you got really short over there. She likes um. She likes the Justice Society in the New Earth 2 comic. Yeah, I do. That's my favorite. Wait, that's not a team yet. Oh. Uh, Too bad for you. <laughs> you like the team of Alan Scott and his, his boyfriend, the duo. Yeah, I like that. It's great. I think it's great. I actually, I'm not crazy about team books. I like X-Force, though. X-Force is go. fun. Durful Macklin, I take it that the new JSA is going to be a mix of the originals and the more modern legacy iterations. Is that right, or am I off base? It's going to be yeah, – he's not off base, although there's going to be a little bit more re, re, reimagined originals than there will be reiterations. Um, the pep- because, because those those 
those second generation often were reiterations of the originals anyway. Mm-hmm. The Pepin says in Action Comics, Batman didn't agree then to cross international affairs. What do you think changed his mind? I don't think he still has cross international affairs, and I don't. What I, I don't know what. To, I, oh, is he talking about Action Comics this week? Because mm-hmm. Superman's like there's. I actually I actually thought about that too um, when I read it, and I I thought it was kind of funny, but he's not. I don't, I don't even know if we should get into this. I again. um I I. I attribute that to their – they were all disagreeing, you know, with the idea of implementing a, a Justice League team that will sort of be like the, the watchers, like, you know, stand guard for the world. Um, and I think that was Grant's way of saying, you know, things change. You know, things like – in things prompt these prompted these characters to make those decisions to get to that point. And it's, it's part of maturing and, and growing. So that's what I think. But I think that that line is really important because it does. I think that it alludes to the fact that, that Grant is saying, yeah, uh, Batman is a totalitarian. <laughs> well, I think also it, it kind of deals with the fact that in the real world, if Superman existed, he could in a day fly around and world mm-hmm. hunger Fix it, you know. Stop all the wars, capture all the poachers, no more endangered animals. All the all the things that are bothering the planet, he could fix them all, and he hasn't. So it's that's the way of answering that, so that you can just go on with telling the good Superman stories where he's fighting Luther or whoever. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote an article about that. Um, do we want to talk about this week's comics? Um, well, or yeah. we got news? We? All right, oh news then. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, so we had Avengers vs X Men, which. Finally, something happens at yeah, the end. Yeah, I, I think now you can jump on because something has occurred. I have to say, I've, I've sort of been enjoying it, but I it has gone a bit slowly where things seem to be repeated. It's especially fight, fight, fight. Well, especially like the secret Avengers in space. That that whole thing seemed to get repeated twice. Mm-hmm. Captain America kicked Gambit's ass across five books. My, my, other, my <laughs> other criticism... They really wanted to drive that point home, Corey. Really? My, my other criticism is that they, Marvel hasn't done a very good job of signposting what books you should read in what order. Well, they're not in order. So I mean, I'm I'm finding I'm getting a little bit lost and I'm missing things and what it's, it's, have you. It's frustrating. Um, Dark Avengers was good. Yeah. Oh, it. I really enjoyed that. And, and also it. I thought uh, – what's his name? Um, Declan Shelby. Yeah, his Shelby. art. I mean I was enjoying his art when it was in um, Thunderbolts, but it really kicked up this issue. It's, it's even better. When I saw the preview, I didn't like it so much, but seeing the whole issue, it, it was good. Yeah. Create Your Own Heroes. This was good. Yeah. Um, Steve Niles um, did a story, and Jimmy and, and Justin did a story with Phil Noto. Phil Noto? Yeah. So you got two 11-page stories. So it's a three ninety nine book, but then there's like some interviews and features, So it's, and it's it's – showcasing creator own stuff so it's like, nice so very good it's, it's good i mean there's a, a it's a thick book too um so we talked a little bit about action comics um i like this liked it overall it's, it's getting better because again i really liked it then there's it dropped why a is he bit. in a t-shirt again though like sometimes he's, 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 he's suit on and sometimes he doesn't he's got both because um there's yeah, the point no, no yeah that's what i'm saying why does he's, he's got a whole locker full of them yeah but why is he why is he not just wearing his superman costume i don't he, i don't understand that yeah. well because I, I i think we're gonna find out because here he's he's quickly, wearing a, a red one yeah that's but fine. then later he's he's got the one and we've yeah. we've seen in superman that it changes it can disguise like the normal clothing the solicit for issue 11 i saw after i read this that says where did superman get all those t-shirts from anyway 
So I, I'm I'm assuming this is one of those cases where it's all planned. Grant right? is, is okay, planned. Very good. Very good. And, and that's and this is I, I it frustrates me when people do this to me where I'm criticized for something that you just got to wait and it will all be pay, it'll pay off. So I'm actually doing what I, I don't like most in other people. So I'm sorry for that. I just yeah, think it should be. I just think it was because the, the moment he where he puts on at the shirt, he's going he's angry. He's going after this 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 scum. Right, and so I think the shirt he, makes him angry. He wanted to wear the shirt rather than wearing the armored yeah, costume that the public shirt. has seen and embraced him as a hero. So I think it's his way to kind of say, and I'm, it was a red T-shirt. It wasn't. Yeah, a, that's why he's angry. So I, I think it, it, that's why he picked that one, right? Because he's he's worn a white no, one and may, a blue one. Maybe well, maybe it changes. Up. Maybe it's one T-shirt. No, because they showed different oh, colors. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I thought oh, that when he when he had blue when he had the white one, I was like, did they mess up the coloring and just didn't catch it? But. Apparently, okay. Um, we so we had before Watchmen somewhere. Hey, what do we think of that? Liked it, it's good. Didn't, didn't knock my pants off, but it's only the first issue. It didn't, yeah. Need to. I, I think I think it actually moved too fast for me. Yeah, I would have liked to see like focus on three characters mm-hmm. and spend way more than just two pages on the silhouette. I think I left yeah. it faster. I, I think that starting out with Darwin Cook doing 19 like period superheroes. That also, we're really not given that much of a focus in the actual comic. It was more stuff that we imagined was happening in the past that we didn't see. Means it's the easiest one for us all to like. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that someone in the future, for depict in one of these comic books depicting one of these characters, is going to get crucified by everybody. But we'll, but yeah. we'll, we'll have to wait and see I, if that I agree. happens. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's it's going to be like any slight miss. This, these was, are the, like under this was the safe one. Yeah, a little bit. Well, oh yeah, I totally think it's the safe one, and a lot of what is contained in the backups to the first three Watchmen comics, like the fir- the five chapters of um, Hollis's no, oh. Hollis's book, yeah. the, the tell-all under oh, the hood under book. The hood. I love yeah. those. Well, that's what The Minutemen is based on. So, sure. like, like, you can tell that Darwin took direct no, passages. Darwin what did I say? You said Darwin took. I'm really? No, Darwin oh. took direct passages. You, you, That's you what were I right. I was making a joke. I oh. didn't go over. Let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> I, you, you could tell that Darwin had taken, uh, you know, from from the passages of Alan Moore's Under the Hood, you know, thing. I, I honestly think the first one to get crucified is the first one who steps just even a little bit out of line because like these books are being scrutinized like I don't, yes. i'm not sure if any books in the last i don't even know how long have been put under so fine a microscope as as before watchmen just as a series yeah i'm glad uh, i'm glad i'm not writing one of them honestly it's... <laughs> it seems like it's, it's a really you know it's a tough act to follow especially 30 years later <laughs> i would say swamp thing was good yeah um, anton did. arcane so i was a really i didn't even think they would bring him in the i yeah i was surprised by that winter soldier loved yeah, I read it, it yeah. good great i, I yeah. loved this yeah, I, I really love that book. Yeah, that's an amazing book. Um, news? Spider-Man. Yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man's great. It's one of the best books on the shelf. I really liked that one this week. Um, there's some other. Yeah. I love how Bendis is starting to do the to be continued with the last six panels where one yeah. is two, then there's a panel B, panel continued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this morning, DC announced, they uh, con- they finally confirmed September's going to be zero month. Mm-hmm. So everything's going to have standalone issues. There's going to be origins filling the gaps of what what we are we've been asking. Um, they also announced four new series. Mm-hmm. They've only said that Justice League International has been canceled. They haven't said what the other ones are, so we don't know. So the first book is Talon, 
which is from James Tinian IV with Scott Snyder co-plotting. Hmm. Guillaume March is the artist. Ooh. So he's off uh, uh, Catwoman. I guess so. Oh. So this is um, Calvin Rose, the only talent to ever escape the grasp of the Court of Owls. Hmm. So um, it's, it's very interesting um, where this idea came from, which um, I – because I, I I talked to Scott about this, so I, I I will post this up later. And where um, there's a, he they did an interview with USA Today also, but but basically I th- I think if I remember correctly now in my conversation this morning, I think DC asked Scott about this, and he's like, no, I I don't think I can do that or something like that. But then it was James Tinian that said, hey, I got this idea, so he's the one making it happen. Um, Sword of Sorcery is written by Christy Marks with Aaron Lopresti, so it's the return of Amethyst. Huh? Amy Winston leads a strange life on a road with her mother and resents it. She's about to learn it's all been necessary when she discovers she's the lost princess of Gemworld. <laughs> and she's being hunted by her murderous aunt. I'm going to say aunt instead of aunt. With a backup story written by Tony Bedard and art by Jesus Saez. What? Jesus Saez? Yeah. Oh, nice. What? what um... Set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, this monstrous warrior Beowulf is charged with finding and defending the evil Grendel. So they had a Beowulf comic years ago huh. for about six issues. So and Sword and Sorcery is one of the one of the name. What they have the copyright to that because they used to, you know Fafford and the Grey Mouser, which was a series of um, of really great books by uh, Fritz Leiber that uh, that were written from the forties through the sixties with this double act of this big barbarian and this shifty little guy. They were adapted as comic books. Um, and under the under the banner of Sword and Sorcery, so that's where they get the the titles from. Hmm. Then we have Phantom Stranger um, with Dan DiDio writing and Brent Anderson doing art. Interesting. It's, I could see that in terms of uh, the artistic side. I can see Brent Anderson doing a really. He's good... He's a really cool guy. He's he's local. Yeah. He's oh. up in yeah. up north a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So coming from the Free Comic Book Day. Learn more of the origin of the Phantom Stranger, Stranger and his connection to the mysterious Pandora. Then we have Team 7, writer Justin Jordan, art by Jesus Marino. I like Jesus. Yeah, I do too. Um, set in the early days of the DC Comics, the New 52 threads of the entire DC universe collide. Superman emerges, so does the world's countermeasures against him and his kind. Team 7 is comprised of Dinah Lance. Okay. Amanda Waller. Right. So this is in the past. With that, yeah, it says the the image doesn't really show doesn't I, I I can I don't have the cover here, but I can show you. Um, but they have so so this is saying it's taking place like during the early days of Action Comics when Superman first All right. arrived. Okay. I think so, that's a neat idea. Amanda Waller, Steve Trevor, John Lynch, Alex Fairchild was well, wondering if we we're going to find out more about him. Cole Cash, who is Grifter, yeah. but see that's the thing on the cover he's got the Grifter mask, which right. he didn't get that until. The, it's the series. He's always been making makeshift masks. I guess, yeah. I saw it. And, and Slade Wilson. And their story will change everything you know about the DC Comics and U52. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, that's what they said about Battle Scars. <laughs> so those are the four. Um, other news, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. It's canceled. O- officially canceled. Oh, weak. Um, it, it's been rumored. I started watching that on Netflix and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> There's a, the cover in oh. Team 7. Oh, look at that. Yeah, so um, the, the, there, there's going to be a new Avengers series called Avengers Assemble in 2013. And it seems the reason is I, I guess they don't have full control over the uh, of Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Hmm. So 
they'll be able to have full control like they do with Ultimate Spider-Man. Do oh, that's whatever. that's cool. Though. But it's still it, it's because it, it, I mean they they had Guardians of the Galaxy, which you know they're talking. There's going to be a movie, and they they're bringing like they had better rate a bill in there. So it's like it seemed like they were really pushing like things that they could potentially bring out. Yeah, that's gone. Um, Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans are returning to Cartoon Network with the original cast. Ooh. So that's going to be good. Um, that's odd, though. I mean, it's confusing. Yeah, it is. Totally confusing. I, I think it's great, but it, yeah, it's, it's so weird because it's, yeah. it's, not, not, it's not who we have now. Um, Captain America 2 directors, Anthony and Joe Russo. Interesting choice. Very interesting. I, I don't know. Um, Wonder Woman movie writer was announced. Oh, yeah. Michael Goldenberg. Here we go again. Co-writer of Green Lantern. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say a word about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's also talk of a Justice League movie. Um, Will Beale is supposedly been hired to write that. He is in charge of the Lethal Weapon reboot. And <laughs> so he's doing Lethal Weapon reboot and Justice League. Well, what else has he done? Um, he did uh, Gangster Squad, I think. So he's, he hasn't had a movie come out yet. I don't think so. Okay. Well, again, it'll be, be inter- be very interesting to see. And then uh, supposedly the Flash still being worked on with Mark Guggenheim and Michael Green. Okay. Um, Arrow had an extended TV spot, and Deathstroke appears to be in it. Hmm. At least his mask. There was a like his mask with the arrow through it. Hmm. Um, let's see what else we have. They announced Batman: Arkham City Armored Edition for the Wii, for the Wii U, U, which yeah. I don't know about that. It's not. A great idea from pretty much any angle, but they're going with it. So, hey, can I just ask, have they done the game of the year edition of Assassin's Creed um, uh, Revelation yet? I don't know what would be in that. So well, there, there would be there would be that uh, game that reveals the truth about the girl at the, who get, dies at the end of Christine. Yeah, no, not, it's not Christine. No, it's the a, one. at the end of Brotherhood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why. There's a reason why he kills her. I found that out right. online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't think it has been. I don't oh, think okay. it has been a release. Of that. Anyway, all right. So, the- um, Avengers: Battle for Earth. The trailer was released. the The trailer was most like like um, cinematics. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, they released some screen screen caps, which looks nothing like the cinematics. But this is supposedly supposed to be on the Connect and the Wii U. Have you seen any of the game at your gameplay since we talked last on Spider Man? That's out for any day, isn't it? Um, I don't remember what the date. I mean, because I, 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 just when I saw it in March, it's like the twenty sixth, twenty second, whatever that is, Tuesday is that week of of well, this month. This or? month, yeah. So, yeah I can't I, wait I mean, for that. I saw my next game. I saw a, a, a bit of it, but it, I mean, it was still a little buggy. But I mean, they're the, the, they were playing it when I saw it, and it looked look good. Look good. Yeah, well, I can't wait. Um, Avenger or no, not Avengers. Iron Man three, they revealed an image which wasn't much. It's was just a bunch of armors, but some they. Some, I don't know if there are spy photos that there was an aim sign outside a building for advanced idea mechanics. Mm. So I wonder if Modak will be in there. Oh be cool. God, I hope so. Yeah, and Mar- Reebok and Marvel making sneakers. <laughs> and, so, they, and that's the news. That's the news, and we there's more questions on our forums. But we don't have time for that, okay. so I apologize. Hopefully. I think there were might have been some for you on there. Okay, but, well, um, I'll be back next month. But they, uh, hopefully, yeah, they're covered with the other ones. If not, well, bear in mind also um, the origin of Green Lantern is going to be next month. So the I mean that was the point with the whole him being gay. You know, it was like, well, we're not really dealing with that much this issue. You know, or really focusing on Alan Scott. 
So next, next, the next issue is very Alan Scott. So uh, there might be some more questions, or hang on to those ones, and we can answer them then. Okay. So that's it. Great. Cool. Woo. Hey, thanks for coming in, James. Answering all those questions. It's always a pleasure. People. It's a pleasure to have you. And thanks, Corey, for coming in. Finally. What do you mean finally? I was here last week. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you were absent. You were I was absent. I was. I. I. You heard I was coming back. I was being so a diva last week. I didn't want to come. No, I had to Wouldn't finish come editing. out of her trailer. <laughs> I had to finish crazy editing. Yeah, of course. But thank you guys for listening. And don't forget to tune in next week for another edition of the Comic Vine podcast. Tony, do we have any big stories going up next week? We have one of your, your off my mind. The What is the connection between orphans and superheroes? Yeah. So, and what yeah. else have we got? Um, well, I, I guess I mentioned uh, Scott Snyder. That's right. So, so, I, I, so I got, got an interview with Scott Snyder going up sometime next week. Yeah, he's, um, well, actually, I got to find out if I need to prove it because he's talking about talent. He, cool. he said a little bit about that. Um, we also have Batman Ten coming out, so he he gave a little tease, which that should run Tuesday, right before the issue comes out, and we'll see when the issue comes out. And don't forget, guys, if you have any more questions for the for us um, in regards to the podcast, you can always at reply comic vine. There's also a thread. On and, Twitter, and, and a pod- there's a thread, and, and a for- on our forums, on the podcast yeah. forums, there's ask comic mind questions. Yeah, and then there's also um, you can also email uh, podcast at comicvine.com, and we'll be sure to get your questions. And I guess that it that that does it. That does it. That does it. All right, bye guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, let's yeah, let's, let's do this. Hey, I want that on my full list.